Check, check, one, two. Did you hit record? I think I just heard it hit record. Yeah. Why do you do that to me? Every fucking time. Every time. So then it's like initially we start off and now I'm already on and I don't even... This is my intro. This is what the, this is what the fans get ready to hear a week long in advance. Just pure ramble. I never cut it out. No. So hello, happy Sunday, everybody. This is new. Uh, we uh, normally try to uh, record this on Wednesday and release it on Thursday, but we've got an interview on uh, Wednesday coming in. Uh, this will be released on Monday morning. We got a special guest in the studio here today, uh, Nate Gunningham, um, resident hunter, Detroit Lions fan, uh, new new father, and on top of it, uh, he's going to be here a little bit later for. Uh, he's going to be talking about some beers we got. Uh, to try, which is awesome, which is more amazing that we're doing this on a Sunday. Um, weird vibes. Sunday vibes are odd. Um, had a time to kind of watch football today. Uh, a lot of uh, insane action going on. That Bears game was horrible. They uh, got a win that puts them to 2-4. and four. Uh, Still got a lot of stuff. Uh, I'd say not stuff, but questions that need to be answered. I don't understand why they're using a running back for every single down. Um, while they have Jordan Howard and it hasn't made sense all year, they overused Tariq Cohen. Um, they let the Baltimore defense tee off on Mitch Trubisky on every third down. It became a drinking game at one point that, uh, drink anytime the bears pass on a first or second down and no one took a drink. So the entire game was running the ball on first and second down and, uh, on third and short, letting the defense pound Trubisky into the ground. So it was awesome. It was like playing a shitty Madden game. That's what it felt like watching it. Uh, so the defense, though, that looked decent. Uh, I would say Kyle Fuller is probably having the best year so far as a Bear. That's been pretty exciting. Um, it, to my surprise, it seemed like the Ravens kept throwing to him at him all game. And he did a good job of kind of defending that off. I thought Eddie Jackson had a statement game today. Um, did a lot of hitting, uh, created a couple of chaos to c- cause some turnovers. And uh, Akeem Hicks, who's been an amazing free agent signing, I think they got for nothing from New England off the bargain bin and who's been awesome. Uh, so it's a good it was a good time for that. Uh, I would say this coaching staff, I, while they got the win today, this might have been a fireable game. Uh, special teams had another meltdown, uh, two in particular, uh, both punt returns for touchdowns. One punt, one kickoff. I think uh, I played their, I started their defense today in fantasy, um, so got 20 points out of it. So that's pretty good. Um, felt pretty good about that. The other side of it is uh, I also had Aaron Rodgers, and he went down for the season. So um, Nate, uh, I know this is normally not the uh, the way we kind of start this off, but speaking of fantasy, you drafted David Johnson this year. Yeah, yeah. How's that going? <laughs> So I'm, I'm right there with you, buddy. I think the, the Titanic is sinking for me now, too, unless I could figure out a quarterback situation. Um, but, yeah, so the Bears, they look like shit. Uh, still won. Tried to give it away. I thought they dominated for three quarters, and then for some reason in the last quarter and a half, they just um, melted down, and they tried to do everything they could to give it away and didn't. So I guess they're two and four. They've got Carolina next. That's going to be an ass whooping. Uh, I'm guessing Carolina just beats the shit out of us. You're probably right. <laughs> So, got that. So, uh, just got back in town. I, w- I was gone for about four days. Uh, I-, I was doing uh, some football. If you're following us on Instagram or Twitter, you saw some pictures. 
Um, one of uh, the sunset uh, that was in uh, where were we at Warrensburg, Illinois. Uh, that was a pretty cool pick. Yeah, this we're down, we're coming down to our last week of the season. Um, a lot of travel, so that's it's kind of nice at this point of the year. And uh, on Saturday morning, my wife got me up, and we head to Shipshawana for an annual family family giving. I would like to call it, but it usually was supposed to be around Thanksgiving. Now it's in October. Um, that Shipshawana country, and every time I go there, I'm just amazed by the Amish lifestyle. I don't completely understand it. Uh, we went, so I'll try to drop down the itinerary of what we did. So we usually like, we wake up and then we go there and then we have dinner at some Amish person's house. Right. And from that point, uh, we just, it's, we just gorge ourselves on food. And in the past we were going to this couple's house who was just, uh, it was beautiful. And then this year they changed it up because I guess the guy that we used to go to their family, the, the, the man of the family got sick. So now he's in Florida or some story. And so now we had to go to a different family's house, and uh, it was I just I guess I'll just say it, it was kind of a dump. It was kind of a dump. Um, you, we ate in a garage, so that was a little different than usual. Um, they do a lot of woodworking there, so it was it smelled like stain the entire time. So uh, I don't know if we're going back there. Um, I would be concerned they're going to listen to this, but uh, they don't have electricity, so I doubt it, right? <laughs> so I don't think I'm losing any fans. No, no, no. Something tells me this isn't making it all the way to them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the five fans I do have, I think, would understand it. So mm. um, there's that. The uh, Amish, I don't really completely understand the Amish. I, I don't. Uh, I try to wrap my head around it. I tried to do some like fact-searching yesterday. It seems like they take a bunch of liberties until it's just like the not the right thing to do. I don't get like one of the kids yesterday... So there's not supposed to have electricity, right? At least predominantly electricity is bad. Sure. Does anybody know? Is anybody a resident Amish expert here? No, Maybe you you checked the 25 facts. You I know did. more than we do. I did. Um, so apparently you can't have a beard unless you're married. That's a real thing. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently when you're 16, you get to go ape shit crazy for a couple months. You could do drugs, alcohol, go do like real people things, and then you got to come back. Real people, real things. people things. Not yeah. the that just dumb crazy religion shit they're doing over there. I don't. I, I still understand it. And like the one of the one of the uh, the the kids in the house, he came walking in. He had like Ray Ban glasses on. He had like a J Crew collared shirt. It's like okay, so like I'm pretty sure so, at least the Ray Ban glasses were made with electricity, right? So yeah. like they're picking and choosing when they can when they can when when they can do it. It's like it doesn't make any sense to me. You ever see the movie The Village? Yeah. It's like it's like that stupid to me. Yeah. Why they're doing Amish stuff. It's like, why can't you just get in a car? It just makes a lot of sense. Then someone was telling me they take Greyhound buses when they have to travel. So it's like, what are we doing? Why are we even doing this then? And like, I, I always picture myself being in that community, being like the guy busting his ass in the field. And then at one point, I'm just going to look at someone and just be like, guys, why the fuck are we doing this? <laughs> they, got, they got all these tools out here. And yeah. we're doing this by bare hands. It doesn't even make sense. Think how much more time we could save, yeah. right? Um, but they read a lot of books, so I did see that. I I did have to uh, had a little bit of an awkward altercation. I, they the bathroom was in the house, so I had to walk through. And um, interestingly enough, like the so there was like all these like there was like six high school kids in the kitchen that I had to walk through, and it was just odd because I think they're kind of socially unaware. I don't think they're very socially like, you know. I mean, they're Amish, right? So it's not like they're like you know. They're, they're, what am I trying to say? They're, they're not like, uh, they're just awkward. Yeah, sure. So I guess that's, that's the, the quickest way to it, right? They're just awkward. 
Um, and so just walking in and just even saying hello and walking through him was just odd enough. And then to like pee in 75% darkness because there's no light switch. Right? <laughs> but surprisingly, though, they have a flush around the toilet. So that feels like that couldn't, that has to be modern technology, right? I don't understand it. I don't get it. That's a, that's all gravity. You're good. No electricity there. <laughs> okay. Well, it's well. You've got so you've got the suction, right? I mean, not to go into like toilet details logistically, but it's like you've got the suction. Here we go, Alan the plumber. <laughs> yeah, one of the many hats I wear as an amateur, <laughs> um, including the table that we built for this. This is yeah. a carpenter table that I built. Well, um, you know what? You know what? The table looks good. Thank you. Good things it, out it, of you. It's probably got two months before it just falls apart yeah, mid podcast. Well. Um. But yeah, so it's like you've got the you've got the suction, you've got the switch, right? And then at that point, you are you're right. It's gravity. Yeah. So you open up that thing, and the water kind of comes through until it can't come through anymore. And then the new water pops up. Is that how that works? Well, it does fill itself back up. Hmm. So yeah, I guess you wouldn't need electricity for that. No. Something about electricity and sitting on top of water just doesn't seem safe. Yeah, the Amish did serve me on that one. The uh, did find out the bonnet though the bonnet and the dress. Does anybody know why they don't they wear that? The dresses, the big big baggy dresses. Hmm. Apparently, uh, it's to keep them from being objectified as women. So it's very burqa ish with the Muslim religion. I think I'm starting to figure out why this podcast is called According to Alan, because <laughs> they'll just give you 25 facts about the Amish. Yeah, this is what I do. So I just a bunch of psycho babble and and think about things that interest me but probably don't interest anybody else. So. Well, here Let's, we are. And here we are, full full circle. Um, so we did that, and then that was kind of fun. It's always great to see family once again. Um, that was a lot of fun and just kind of uh, hang out. The uh, other side of it, uh, that night we did a little bit of uh, LCS watching, that Cubs game. Um, that was interesting. Um, a lot of big plays happened there um, that I don't know. I mean, as a uh, amateur sports watcher, but I'd say semi-professional sports or pitching coach. Baseball guy? I, what? What is that? I sound like a real dumbass. I might have been this, this Sunday night uh, podcast stuff, but which is a really weird feel. Usually we're doing this on Wednesday and it's like normal, and uh, this is a little bit different. Uh, but it's been, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about at this point. <laughs> this is live. This is why we don't edit. Um, no, but, yeah, no, no. so the LCS game was really good, and uh, that's about all I have for, uh, for that. I know Wednesday we're going to be doing – um, an interview with Tom Maloney from Lakeshore Public Media. Uh, he's coming in here. He's going to talk a little bit about uh, whatever we want to talk about. Um, the local 219 stuff's been going pretty good. Again, uh, thank you for the following on social media. We've been kind of jumping up in about a week and a half. We went from zero followers on Twitter to about 120. That's pretty fun. Uh, Instagram, we're up to about 50. We started that about three days ago, so we're starting to get some crossover. Um, Tom McDermott, the mayor of Hammond, has uh, followed us on Twitter. Um, Schillings Lumbers followed us on Twitter, so we're starting to kind of get some really cool ones in. Um, there's uh, if you're if you're a fan of the Instagram, uh, check it out. Uh, we're going to be doing a Crown Point takeover. We've been doing a little bit of it uh, recently, where we've been taking up a lot of uh, dope ass pictures around the area and throwing those up. Um, the uh, the as you heard a little bit earlier, uh, we did build a table for the interview, so we've doing we're doing some type of construction for the interview process. We have uh, a three-camera shoot ready. They're on the back of the French doors. One's on a tripod, and this this uh, table will be done. So hopefully we'll be taking this uh, to the video um, on Facebook, so that'll be cool. Um, the uh, One thing I wanted to mention, too, is that the local music, uh, we talked about it last week, 
um, last Wednesday, Nichelle Colvin. I think I mispronounced her name last week, but this week uh, she's one of the people that's reached out, giving us some kind of some beats that are really cool. Um, still need as much as possible, so please um, flood Josh at local two one nine TV. Um, he will be the guy who's doing all that. Josh, are you, you're, yeah, you yeah, agreed yeah. to that, right? Yeah, I I'd, uh, absolutely appreciate the people that have uh, already dropped some stuff off because I'm just listening through it now, and there's some really talented people out there. Cool. Some cool. Really, really cool stuff. So I'm excited for what, what's coming in and even the stuff I haven't heard yet. So, yeah, keep sending them. Cool. I know we've used Hysteria. I know we've used uh, Adam Sixfo Martin, who's actually doing the uh, – he's the lead on this podcast. Uh, so if you if you are listening, you've already heard his beat. Um, so we're getting a lot of cool shit, and we need a lot of different variety of music depending on the vibe of the video. Yeah. So keep sending them through. Um, some things to kind of look forward to in the upcoming week of the business. Um, we've got a meeting with Gabriel Barajas, who is, or Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel Barajas. Yeah. Gabriel. He is a graffiti artist who's going to be doing a, uh, preview for us. This is really awesome. He's going to be, uh, tagging local 219 on a building and we're going to be filming that and that'll be really cool. Um, this gentleman by the name of Matt Werner, who's wrote a, written a book about high school sports in the area. Um, we're going to meet with him to talk about ways that we can kind of incorporate history when it comes to high school sports into what we're doing. So excited about that. And then I've got a meeting with a social media guy. Uh, his name's Matt Barber, um, 1T. Uh, he's been, uh, he, if you uh, on Twitter, he's been retweeting us. Seems like a really good guy. Looking forward to meeting him. And uh, that's where we are at. And also, yes, I've got a uh, bonfire with the United Way on Tuesday night. Uh, so if you are... I think you'll you'll definitely hear this before that. So if you are excited about doing that, it's for young professionals. So if you're into it, um, do yourself a favor. Go to United Way's Facebook, sign up for it, um, and then you can attend. I believe it is in Whiting. Should be pretty cool. Um, just another networking group to hang out with. And then um, one more shout-out to Jeff Wisniewski from Quiver Productions. I'll be meeting with him on Tuesday afternoon. And uh, – a lot of off-square meetings have been going on, which is another. They're going to be doing a, a video with us soon as well. So, um, lot, very busy doing a lot of different stuff, but it's kind of cool. I've officially put my two weeks in at Lakeshore, so that's over. Um, but uh, it is what it is. So, um, I think that leads us into uh, what we thought about, as in our beer podcast, but the beer portion of this, right? Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's get to drinking. All right. So. Nate is a, a, f- a dear friend of mine. We also brewed a lot together, so we're, uh, we've got about 12, 13 batches uh, of beer that we've created. Our number one thing was American uh, Wheat Ale. Um, and uh, so we never came up with a business name, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> How frightened are you right now, dude? Uh, yeah, this is this is... Freaking me out a little bit being on an air like this. <laughs> uh, I'm good though. But we've tried a shit ton of uh, we've, we've tried a shit ton of beers, so I feel like we are at least resident experts of it. Um, he brought over two. Who gave you these today, or who told you to try these? Uh, my cousin or my uh, wife's cousin, Colin. Um, and where's he from? He's from LSU, right? Or from like yeah, Louisiana? Yeah, he's from Louisiana, Baton Rouge area. I, I so. consider him with LSU stuff because that's all I see him with. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, so we've got a dr- double dry hopped Melcher Street India Pale Ale. Um, it's a Trillium Brewing uh, thing. So we'll try that one first and kind of see where that one goes. Um, out of the beers that we did, we, the one thing we did do, though, is we did name a few beers. Um, out of the ones that we did name, Nate, which ones are your favorite? Oh, man, we had a bunch of them. Um, what was uh, 
shoot the one the, the hunger grains was one. the hunger grains <laughs> forgot about that one that one was that was a good one uh samuel samuel l jackson <laughs> was a good one i liked uh i like beverly hills hop oh yeah that was fun yeah, and then uh man one. this smells awesome have you had this one yet no so you have not had this nope okay you're gonna you, i mean this is dude yeah this is real it's it's supposed to be one of the best east coast beers right now east coast yeah um this is pipeworks dude that's what this is right here um and that's that's the beer that we really enjoy the most probably around this area i mean we've got so out of the beers we like i mean to give them kind of just a random shout out 18 streets fucking dope um burnham brewing is amazing we like that one we like burnham for the uh the randomness of their beers uh they do a lot of really cool blends which is awesome um three floyds of course that's pretty much similar i mean that's yeah. that, that's the that's the leader, right? That's a standard around around here. Yeah. I hear one trick pony. Haven't really done that yet. You're going straight into the taste. He doesn't even wait. He doesn't even wait. You're gonna you gotta oh, smell, <laughs> then taste, Nate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot. Sorry. Just okay. Ass so smell wise, smell wise, what are you getting? What are you getting right now? Oh, just uh, dankness. Dank, <laughs> just pure dank. <laughs> So uh, I'm oh taste I'm smelling grapefruit of some sort, yeah, some kind yeah. of citrus, right? Definitely. Okay, so we got that going on. It's uh, to kind of give you a little bit of an idea, since it is radio, what we're looking at here. It's probably like a. It looks like a grapefruit juice almost in color. Out of the out of the color wheel, I think a one to ten, one being the lightest, ten being the darkest. It's about a three. Looks like it's going to have a little bit of a heavy mouthfeel just because of the. The density of the beer, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, kind of has the color. I would say not the color, but the um, the look of a blue moon. Right. Yep. All right. So, um, cheers. Even cheers. though you got to try some already. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really good. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good comp. I don't even know if you can come up with a comp to this. I don't know. It's its own thing, man. It's it's great. You can smell the dry hop, dude. Yeah, that's that's a big thing now. The double dry hop beers are really in right now. So, I know we did a dry hop with ours, but what how, what what institutes it as a double dry hop? I'm I'm sure that you know they just take um, t- double t- they double <laughs> it up. You know, so like you dry hop it once and then you dry hop it again later. Just I don't know. I know that there's insane amounts of hops that go into it though. So just like they're just like just slamming them in. Yeah, just pounds and pounds of uh, of you know different variations of hops and whatnot. So. Which is probably why it probably costs a pretty penny. Yeah, that's right? why. Yeah, these beers are not cheap. I've definitely. I mean, it's weird because I've I've had I could taste the hop and I know I've had the hop before. Can you kind of pinpoint it? I can't right now. It's like a. I always go with the Falconer's Flight. It does. It does taste like Falconer's Flight. It really does. Remember that time we ate. Uh, we ate those hops. <laughs> not what a horrible decision for those at home. Uh, do not eat hops. It is your entire jaw will go numb. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration, right? Uh, yeah, it was bad. It was, and I couldn't taste anything for like a couple days after. It was bad. brutal, yeah. brutal. And that was like one pellet. Yeah, out of like the pre-made stuff. Um, the one thing that we did do, so we've got a buddy of ours in uh, New York who's got a brewery called Radiant Pig who's helped us along the way of all this stuff. And 
Uh, he does a thing called Gypsy Brewing, which is a whole other thing. Look it up if you're really interested in it. It's really cool. Um, but he gave us a little bit of a, uh, if you're, for you uh, beer lovers out there who want to try to tr- um, experiment with some hops, he told us to buy a case of Bud Light bottles, uh, open them all up, drop a couple hops of each one we wanted in there, and then re-put the caps back on to uh, let those sit for two weeks and then try those beers because Bud Light is such water that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yep. So if you guys are uh, home brewers there, that's a that's a free tip. Uh, take that. Um, but this beer is uh, awesome. And your your uh, cousin said that we need to try these back to back, right? Yeah, he wanted to give he wanted me to give him an opinion on uh, which one was better. Well, now you can um, send him this podcast. <laughs> He's getting it live. So that was the double dry hopped Melcher Street India Pale Ale brewed in Massachusetts. Um, it looks awesome. I love the can. It looks like it's one of those sticker cans too, which I love. Yeah. Um, a trillium. So let's see here. So the next one we've got here is a ghost machine ghost in the machine, which I love that. Um, this is a, from the parish brewing company. Uh, this one is in Brassard, Louisiana. So this is a home one, home, uh, Homer for him. Yep. Yep. This is one that he loves. It's one of the top two ones he believes in Louisiana. So, okay. So if you're interested in this one, go to www.parishbeer.com. That is on the side of the bottle. Um, the label says, welcome to the future. Our collective human consciousness, our ghost in the machine has gained a tolerance for hops beyond what mankind has ever known before. This double India pale ale is the necessary outcome. And it has the Saints logo on there. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's see here. What do we got? Let's open this guy. So do we have any idea of what this one is? Or he did he, did he give you kind of any kind of background on it before we're just jumping in? Or um, No, he just said it, it, it's just one of his favorites. And, and, you know, it's just another double dry hop. Okay. So... Well, Colin, uh, you killed it on the first one, so I can only imagine this one's going to be pretty good, too. I wouldn't say... So, the one thing about that first one is now that I had a little bit of time to kind of sit on it a little bit, um, pretty good. I, I would say it's uh, it's comparable to, a, to, a, to like, a Pipeworks and an, or like in like a lighter 18th Street Yeah, is what I would compare it like to. Like a Ninja versus Unicorn oh, yeah. Pipeworks. And I've been looking on them on social media. It looks like they kind of exploded a little bit. Do they have a store now? Do they have a tap room? Um, I I honestly couldn't tell you. I haven't been looking into it that much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's the insight you pay for, folks. That's the insight you pay for. All right. So uh, this is what we got here. This is Ghost in the Machine, Parish Brewing Company. Um, let's see here for the smell purposes. This was this was uh, manifested on eight twenty six seventeen. So we're looking at about a two month old beer. Oh my god, this smells exactly you you, you tried it oh, again, shit. Nate. God damn it. You can't just you can't just relax. Sorry. He loves the beer so much. This smells like one of the beers we've made. Doesn't it? Yeah, it's not it doesn't have as strong as this smell. Mm-mm. Same kind of color though. It's almost identical in the color wheel. Yeah. And cloudy. it's cloudy. Cloudy. Yeah, yeah. But it looks light. They both look light. They look like summer beers. Um. Oh, that's interesting. There's a lot of flavor to that. Yeah, a lot going on. Um, that's uh, huh. <laughs> so there's initial punch with it, right? And then by the second 
by the time you take it down, it changes into something else, right? Yes, definitely. It's an evolving taste. So there's got to be some kind of... So this one's dry hopped as well, is that what you said? Yeah, it's double. Yeah, there's got to be. Oh, this is double. Oh, this is a double IPA. Cool. So this one packs a little bit more punch. Um, what do we got here? Does it, tell the, does it say the alcohol content? No, it does not. I think it doesn't have it on there. No. It says that government warning thing going on. Um, yeah. I really mean, I would, good. I would man. imagine that you're looking at at least like 6 to 8% on those. Oh, yeah. I mean, those double IPAs, you, you're, you, I'd be surprised if it's not 8, you know? Yeah. Um, closer to 8. This one's uh, the Melcher Street was 7.2. Okay. So they pack a little bit of punch. Um, this one is really good, though. I got it. I mean. Hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting. The the aftertaste is like something I've never I've never I've never tasted that before. Yeah, you know, I think you get two different flavors depending on like the hops they put in and everything. You know, you're getting maybe the secondary dry hopping is you know a different hop, so mm-hmm. you're getting a completely different taste and mouthfeel and stuff. I'm not tasting Falconer's Flight on this one. No, no, definitely not. Do you got anything in particular? Um, it's probably Citra. If I had to guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely, definitely good beer though. Oh yeah. So winner out of the two, which one do you think? Um, I'm gonna go with the Melcher Street. Yeah, it, yeah, I think I would too. It's got so much flavor packed in there. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah. Incredible and beer. you said this is like, uh, this is the beer of the East Coast right now. Yeah, that's that's uh, that comes out of Trillium, um, the brewery Trillium, and they are like one of the top top dogs out there right now on the east coast so okay wow yeah that that trillium is awesome so i don't even know if you can get it to be honest with you how did we how did you get it nate um he he sent it to me through the mail through the mail which is illegal but okay (laughs) (laughs) it's getting people arrested over here yeah um that's all right. Uh, I, I get stuff sent through the mail as well sometimes, and uh, we just got to remember not to mention that from now on. That's all we got to we gotta do. But, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's the beer. Uh, that's a new segment that we've kind of messed around with on a Sunday. So, um, Nate, thanks for uh, bringing these beers in. Uh, we'll continue to drink them, and uh, now it's time for the news. Josh uh, will be coming back in here and uh, knocking some stuff out. Josh, uh, what do you got? Well, I've got news, Alan. Thanks for asking. <laughs> All right, so what kind of news are we talking about here? Nate, Nate, for the record, Nate is still a part of this. He's still uh, hanging out. He might be off mic because we only have two mics, but he he's going to jump in if he if uh, he feels like he wants oh, to. Oh, he's more than welcome. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. So uh, I know I didn't get it. I'm sure a lot of other people didn't get it. Uh, the Cubs called safe at home. Uh, some people were telling me it's uh, obstructing the plate. Uh, all I know is I looked at a whole bunch of angles, and that guy didn't touch it. He did not touch the plate, but that was not the ruling, okay? So the idea is behind it is that Buster Posey, about four years ago, he got bowled over at the plate, um, shattered his knee, and then after that they instituted that um, they're trying to take train wrecks out of baseball for the catcher to defend, to like help their careers last longer, mm-hmm. okay? So you have to understand that before we start moving into what happened. So fundamentally... I'm going to try to make this short so I don't bore anybody. The catcher is supposed to have both feet in front of home plate, so not on home plate, 
um, but about a foot in front of home plate. When the ball is coming from the outfield, the idea is is that they want to be able to kind of you want to be able to. So if the ball's coming in from the middle of your chest to the left, you want to be able to drop step your left foot and then catch the ball and put a tag on. Sure, all, Unf- all in one motion. All in one motion. Then if the ball's thrown to your right side of your body, you want to be able to jab step with your right foot and then be able to kind of make the same motion to be able to dive forward to be able to make that tag. Mm-hmm. The problem in that play in particular was that Contreras did the jab step before the guy decided to slide. Does that make sense? Right. So what happened was is that... And, and he didn't have the ball yet. He did not have the ball yet. So what happened was is when he started making his play towards the plate, the Contreras' motion made him dive away from the plate, which is why it was called obstruction. Mm. So that's the that's the, the pretty much the, the the quickest way you can you can explain it. And if you have any questions moving forward about plays like that at the plate, the best way I can say it, and I think uh, my cousin Adam he mentioned it on Twitter, and I think it's a brilliant way to do it, is and he's a Cubs fan, so he's not a, he's not Homer in this. If you feel like the catcher, if the catcher would have gotten plowed during the time period of the runner going from third to home, and he wouldn't have caught the ball, it's obstruction. Mm-hmm. And in that case in particular, there's no way Contreras would have caught that ball and gotten run over. He would have gotten run over and the ball would have went to the backstop. Right. So that's why it's obstruction. Cool. But I do want to add one thing to that play, and this has happened before in the playoffs, so this is why it's important. It happened last year in the Dodgers-Cubs series. I don't know if everybody remembers. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez had a play at the plate. Bang, bang. He touched the plate. He was safe. They called him out. The Cubs won the rest of the series, so it swung the entire series. And that happened mm. early on, I want to say in game f- three or four. I didn't do any research on it before this, so which would have been is, nice. This but is the same thing. Practically but, but go, the same thing, the except direction. for this dude was safe. Yep. So I would say that Madden – so this is the problem when you're playing playoff baseball, is Madden at the time of the play, and because it got overturned, he had to go out and and get kicked out of that game. Sure, that's a mandatory thing for a manager. It's, it's one. Of, it's what makes good managers. Right? But he had to. He had to do that. Um, the only problem with that, though, is that it escalates the situation that much more. So now it becomes that much more of momentum play. It'll be really interesting. Right now we're in. I don't know what inning we're in right now. I think it's in the uh, fifth or sixth. Um, I think it was zero zero last time I looked. I can throw on ESPN right now. Um, one one. one so one. it's one one in the top of the sixth. Um, if the Cubs lose this game, I it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding uphill. Mm. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. Um, I don't think the pitching matchups really. I, I don't think I think Madden did not use the pitching staff the proper way in the first round either. I don't see how you can use. It's been so weird. Four starting pitchers in the last two games and expected still be good in the next round. Right. So that's my thing. I and don't know what that means for the rest of the season. Like bringing a closer in to try to get what, what did eight outs or Well, that's that's actually become kind of kind of normal, right? So like he was at like 40 something pitches I feel like at the end of yeah, the Yeah, yeah. Well, Terry Frank so this started so this is like one of those things that usually in the in years past in baseball, you would see um, managers use these guys in the late innings in in games that mattered. Mm. What's happened recently, and especially with Francona last year with Cleveland using Andrew Miller, these managers are not waiting till elimination games. They're doing it in the game ones of series, which to me 
I don't know if I completely buy into the theory. I think you're, I think there's going to be some time to kind of kind of come back to that. I think the one that could have went the opposite way is is when um, Madden used Chapman in Game Six last year in the World Series. He pitched a ton of uh, a ton of pitches. Um, they won Game Six, but then he came back in Game Seven. Rajay Davis hit that two run homer. Uh, that's that's a situation in which it backfires. Mm. So I think you're going to see some backfiring against it again this this playoff. Yeah. This, this series in particular. Yeah. So I hope that answered your question. No, sure. Yeah. I okay. mean, I got, I got some closure on it now. I, I, <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. I mean, okay. I see all the camera angles and every, I, you know, I watched it at a bar. Everybody's going nuts over the thing because they're like, he didn't touch it. He didn't touch it. Yeah. Well, so. without the announcers, you're kind of at a, you're, you're, you're not at a yeah. love, you, state you, you of leverage. You can't hear shit when you're over there. No, you know what no. I mean? That's what I watched that Bears game at Hooters last week and I feel like I barely watched it. Right. So, um, that's yeah, beer's Dude, good. The Beck album. Yeah. How good was that? Really good. Yeah, colors. I enjoyed it. Colors. Yeah. Uh, so for you Beck fans out there, you guys know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, Morning Phase was the last one. That one was awesome. Josh and I listened to it a couple of nights ago on our way home from football. Um, incredible album. I really want to see him live. He's one of the few that I haven't seen. And uh, I'd like to check that out. Um, I probably have a couple songs that I could probably um tell you particularly that i really liked i think seventh heaven was one of them yeah that's track two um i heard dreams so much so i'm not really a. I, I wouldn't say to so i wouldn't recommend that one i went but. back again and listened to the two and they're oh so there's two different versions of dreams on the on the album two different so just versions to kind of, of fill dreams, them in yeah, yeah and they're they're both really similar so i like i I'm gonna have to like I haven't played them back to back yet well I'm i think gonna have to do that but the differences is, is one's explicit one's not no on spotify One's uh, if you pull up the album. Yeah, I got the album right, right now. Yeah, one is one says colors mix. Yeah, I think. And then the other one, of the album is not. I think what you're talking about is the single of the. <laughs> Lexi's chiming in on this one too, yeah, my yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, she's pissed. The uh, dreams colors mix is the fifth song, sixth song. I don't right. know. Um, and so then they it, put then the single yeah. and they put the explicit version in. So I think there's two different versions of, of the song considering the explicit aspects of it. But they're like 20 second difference. Right. I don't know. I don't I don't well, know. They got, he's got 20 seconds worth of curse words he, he cut out of that thing? <laughs> I don't think so. You know Beck. You know what I mean? Oh, you know maybe. Beck. Yeah. He's, uh, maybe. Who knows? Or he just he just did two mixes and liked them both and said, you know what? It's my album. I'm going to do whatever yeah. I want. Uh, kind, of, kind of against having two dreams, but that's all right. That's me. Um, but... Uh, Really like Seventh Heaven. It's really like I'm so free. I'm so free is a really cool song. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that one's that one. It, uh, it kind of goes all over the place. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah, it's a controlled chaos. And wow, I still like wow. I like the vibe of the song. There's there's not a bad song on the album. No, no. So if, if you're you gonna jump into to one, jump yet. into one. I will be going to a concert tomorrow. I'm going to uh, oh, brand new yeah. and uh, not a surf. So did I see there was another? person playing it's not just them two i thought it was brand new not a surf and then it said one more but it didn't t- tell me who it was i think it's just those two i mean i don't want to see a third band it's probably just a local act that they put there to oh. open for both okay if, well, if that's my guess well that means uh i got to do some research on what time they're gonna hit the stage because not a surf i love um let go is one of the albums i own on vinyl it's one of my favorite albums of all time if you've never listened to it listen to it in the winter in particular it's incredible and then uh uh, they do, but the next two albums after that, I believe it's The Weight is a Gift. Um, and what's the third album? Um, 
I don't know off the top of my head right now, but mm. but all three albums are super awesome. Check those out if you're a big fan of from Brand New. I'm not so I've seen Brand New four times. I'm not a huge fan. Um, I yeah. really I really like the Sick Transit Glorious album. I really like the album after that, the one that you showed me that I really dug. Oh, what's, yeah. what's that uh, one called? The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Us. Yes, great album. Check that. Check those two out for sure. I know they've come out with what four after that. Yeah. So yeah. I've heard I've heard mixes of it, yeah. but I've never really kind of like dove in and really gave it like the uh, college try. Um, I think you were telling me usually when you saw him that dude seemed like he was pretty checked out. Yeah, I just don't think he really cared. Yeah, that kind of sucks because I, I mean I've seen him too in in environments and they were. Some killer shows. You, so, you know who was like the star of those shows when I saw him was the guitarist with the hoodie. Yeah. Like, I thought he was awesome every yeah. single time we've seen him. But if your lead singer doesn't give a shit, no one else is going to give a shit. Right. So I, I don't know. It was just a oh, weird Oh, he's your vibe. front man. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's the whole he's the whole way we do things. So um, the whole reason why bands go on there. Uh, but yeah, so I got that concert tomorrow. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'll probably give you a little bit of a review on... Uh, I'm sure Maloney's a big fan of uh, rock, so I'm sure it'll come up. Cool. So, Nate, I gotta, I, I like to throw you in on this news. So, uh, New Orleans beat Detroit 52-38 today. What's your uh, feeling on the Detroit series? It's just Detroit season so far. Oh, they started out pretty good, pretty strong, and then, uh, and then they show their true colors. <laughs> no, I mean, a little uh, optimistic. Are you a little optimistic moving forward? I'm, yeah, I'm still optimistic. Uh, it's, it's, it's really tough. Uh, you know, when you get start getting injuries start piling up and and and, uh, and stuff and interceptions, turnovers, all that, you know, it's it's uh, ends up being a tough uh, tough to get wins that way. So we'll see. I'm optimistic moving forward, but uh, well, especially with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, um, I'm definitely optimistic that we can maybe get the get the um, division. I don't know. We'll see though. Okay, well, um, you got the Bears to deal with. <laughs> that powerhouse. True biscuits and gravy. <laughs> True biscuits and gravy. <laughs> yes. That's a good one, too. <laughs> We're going to have a nickname for him on every podcast. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, uh, do you remember the bets we made before the season, Nate? Yeah, it was uh, over under Detroit with. I think eight and a half. Eight and a half. And then over under Bears five and a half. Yeah. And then Jarvis Landry over Devontae Parker in catches. Yeah. Devontae Parker missed again this week, so I think you got to... I might, I might be one up on you. But the two other ones are, like, right on par right now. So They're going to be... Yeah, we, so it's going to play itself out. I know. I can see the Lions winning eight. I can see him winning nine. I can see the Bears winning six. I can see him winning five. Oh, man. I can't wait. Yeah. I think we set those yeah. over-unders perfectly. What is our what is our what is our bet? We got to take each other out for uh, beers and food, yeah. And then the other person's got to pay for the Uber there and back, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for those listening in, Nate and I, we usually uh, play golf together all summer too. And uh, one of the bets that we usually do is that we haven't done it. We haven't been able to complete a series since about two years because last year Nate hurt his back. Um, you know what? We can give a plug to uh, your company, Gunningham Construction. Oh, there concrete uh in the area that's pretty fun um they do a ton of awesome work uh in the area when it comes to uh concrete they don't uh they don't do from what i've been told they don't do a lot of framing inside the uh the basements of the house because that's too much of a crazy amount of work right that's insane 
Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we don't do a lot of foundations, but we do mostly flat work and stamped, like, decorative, you know, concrete and things like that. So what are they, so what do you guys, like, what do you guys specialize in? Uh, I guess it, I guess it would be uh, flat work, concrete flat work. So single dwelling, like, like homes? Yeah, so like, like driveways, um, patios, patios, you know, sidewalks, um, yeah, like uh, garage floors, you know, stuff like that. Right on. Awesome. And you guys have been busier than hell. So I know I've barely seen you this summer, it feels like. Yeah, it's all so. word of mouth, so it's good. Awesome. And then uh, Nate and his brother Matt, uh, I'm sure you can find them on Facebook on Matt Gunningham and Nate Gun- Nathan Gunningham, I think you are, on, on Facebook. Um, if you're interested in some uh, some type of concrete work there, that's awesome. They're Lions fans, so be patient with them. But at the other time, uh, they do like to have beers, so they will do that. Um, anything else? No, nah, I think we're we're good for this. I week. think I was trying to go that spot when it comes to the the golf thing, and then I got thrown off pace by trying to tell you the thing. Um, to plug your uh, your business, but yeah. Um, yeah. So we do a golf series every year. We try to play a best of seven series, kind of like the LCS. And uh, the one year we were able to complete it went to game seven. Mm. It went to game seven. Uh, I you know I, unfortunately I won that one. I did win that one. It was probably the. It's literally. And this is no joke, the best round of golf I've ever played in my entire life. And he that's really, not a he joke. Really, he really turned it up on game I, seven. I, I yeah, the pressure is on. It was, like, I've never shot, I've never broken 194 that day. Ooh. That's no bullshit. Yeah. And I think I won, by, you, you had 95. So yeah, it wasn't, you, you guys were neck and neck. Yeah. Neck and neck. It came down to the final putt. Oh, man. Yeah. So it was, it was a big day. It was a big game. It was fun. And that was dinner and drinks. So that's what that, that whole series was over. So that's kind of. This is kind of uh, lend itself to that. So, okay, so that about wraps up this week, everybody. Uh, where are we at minutes wise, Josh? Uh, about forty. Forty. Wow, we're checking in at the longest one ever, but we think we have some editing to do, so maybe yeah. it'll be a little bit lighter than that. But uh, so, thank you for listening again. Um, this is the fifth podcast that we've released. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, again, like us at Twitter at according to Alan. That's my personal one at local underscore two one nine is the business one. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of cool shit. So please check that out. Instagram at local underscore two one nine and Facebook me at Alan Miskowski. It's a long Polish name. It's M Y S is in Sam Z is in zebra K O W S K I or check out local two one nine's Facebook page and like us there. Send us a lot of messages. As you heard earlier, I, uh, I answer them all personally and I'd love to meet everybody. So please feel free to kind of jump in there. And uh, if you have any other things going on, Josh, I think we'll go send it out. Thanks again for Adam Sixfo Martin for uh, giving us the track. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Later.